Welcome, dear friends. Welcome to St. George's Cathedral with its amazing story in the struggle against the viciousness of apartheid. A holy place that has witnessed amazing things. I was enthroned, that's the, ter the term they use. I was enthroned here on the 7th of September, 1986. And at that service we had the Archbishop of Canterbury and many, many Archbishops from our Anglican Church around the world, including the presiding Bishop of the Episcopal Church of the United States. And many, many, many other persons were gathered here, reminding us just how much we have depended on the prayers, on the love and the support of so many of you, our sisters and brothers in other parts of the world. We are free today, but I know that all of us South Africans are aware that that freedom would not have come quite so quickly and perhaps never at all had it not been for the support that we, 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 we gained from such as yourselves. And on behalf of my fellow South Africans, may I say a very inadequate but very heartfelt thank you. We are free because of you. Before I came here as Archbishop, this, this holy place had already got a distinguished record. This place gave refuge to students from the University of Cape Town who were being button charged by the police as they were standing outside on the, on the, on the steps of the cathedral. This place gave refuge to many, many black women whose one crime was that they wanted to come and live with their husbands where their husbands worked. This is the only country that I know where it was a crime for a wife to want to live with her husband if he happened to be a migrant laborer. I had fantastic predecessors as Archbishop of Cape Town. One of them died just after signing a letter to the government of South Africa to say that on behalf of the bishops, he was telling the government that the Anglican Church would not obey a particular law that prohibited mixed-race congregations. And so I came to a place 
that had a fantastic record. And almost immediately, we were extending a very rich legacy. One of the first things that happened here in 1988 was an intended march by church leaders to Parliament. Parliament is just next door here, almost like in London where you have Westminster Abbey and Big Ben on the other side. We walked out of here. We didn't make a great deal of progress. The police snatched those of us who were in front and whisked us off. And then they turned high-pressure water cannons on, on the rest of the, of, of, of the group of church leaders. And then, and then very soon after that, the security police arrested a number of women and we had another march starting from the cathedral here. But on that occasion, actually, it was one very funny. You realize that the police sometimes did have a sense of humor because instead of coming out as they usually did to intimidate us, they sent only women police who had their lipstick and their handbags I think, of course, they got their revolvers in there, but we, it, they, they looked like they, they were totally unarmed and they would come up to you and say, will you please accompany me? And who was I to refuse to accompany a beautiful woman? <laughs> and then, and then there was an election which excluded the vast majority of our people. And we said it should be boycotted. And the police went around in the townships and shot, and often shot children standing in their own home yard. 20 people were killed on that occasion. And we organized a march from here in 1989. 30,000 people marched from St. George's Cathedral, went round down this street down here to stand in front of the city hall to say enough is enough. You can see, I mean, that we had a, a, a record of marches and people, people decided I was no longer going to be called the Archbishop of Cape Town. They said uh, he is the Archbishop of Cape Town. 1989, we marched in Cape Town in September. And in November, the Berlin Wall fell. So we said, we marched in Cape Town 
and the Berlin Wall in Germany falls. And that was, yes, the beginning of fantastic things. Nelson Mandela being released in 1990. And we held services of thanksgiving, even in this cathedral, all over the place. One other wonderful thing that did take place here was that in 1992, I had the privilege of ordaining our first women priests in this cathedral, holding on to the fact that we say all of us, all of us, belong in this incredible family. All men, women, children, gay, lesbian, all of us. And we will not let any of the usual distinctions separate us. We had a heart-rending service here when Chris Honey was assassinated. He was one of the greatest of our leaders, sure to succeed Nelson Mandela. If our country did not go up in flames, then it never will. And then, and then, 1994, that magical year when we went to the polls for the first time. At 67 years of age, I voted for the first time in the land of my birth. And we gave great thanks to God, to all of our friends who enabled that fantastic thing to happen. And it was in this cathedral too that when the Truth and Reconciliation Commission was set up by Nelson Mandela, it was here that it was set off, sent off to do its work of seeking to heal saying we will walk the path not of retribution and revenge but the path of forgiveness and reconciliation and here we are a country that amazes many given where we come from that we should have the stability we have we have very 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 many problems Many, many, many problems. But you know what? We know that ultimately, ultimately, it is goodness, it is laughter, it is compassion, it is caring. It is those that are going to be, to have the final word, not injustice and oppression, not crime, not poverty, 
none of the awful things that disfigure our world. And so it was fantastic when we celebrated Human Rights Day in South Africa, that pariah, that slimy caterpillar was turned into a gorgeous butterfly. We who had been shunned by the world became the flavor of the month. You fantastic young people, I wish to say to you, dream. Dream, be idealistic. Dream of a world where poverty is indeed history. Dream of a world in which war is no more. Dream of a world where we don't spend so many billions on instruments of death and destruction when a small fraction of that would enable children everywhere to have enough water to drink, enough food to eat. Dream, dream, for you are amongst God's most wonderful, wonderful collaborators. Help God's dream come true of a world in which all of us know belong in one family, God's family, the human family. Go for it. Thank you.